0: Luke chapter twenty four, and we'll beginning our reading be beginning our reading in verse thirteen. This is a again a, a familiar text, a text we often pray through or pray concerning. And as I was studying it early this morning, I've given it a title of "Heaven Sent Heartburn." Heaven sent heartburn, and I think we could pray this for the wedding ceremony today. We could pray this for our church services. Uh, this weekend, be praying this for evangelistic endeavors that we go through this weekend. Let's be praying for heaven-sent heartburn. So, uh, and I don't say that, I, I told you that tri- that title, I don't say that flippantly, like heartburn is obviously something that uh, is common to us. It may be indigestion, that's not what this was, but a stirring of the heart that can only come from God. <clears throat> Luke chapter 24 and verse 13, and I'm going to watch the clock here, says, And behold, and we're just going to walk through this text and I'll make comments. Behold, two of them went that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was from Jerusalem, about three score furlongs. Um, In the US, we would see that as eight miles. Elsewhere in most of the rest of the world, we would consider that as almost 13 kilometers. Um, I'm not going to camp on this. I I think it's interesting that we're talking about Did not our heart burn within us? And the word Emmaus means warm bath. I mean, there's heat involved, even in the name of Emmaus. But verse 14 said, and they talked together of all these things which had happened. Now, these men were discouraged. Um, All their hopes had vanquished with the death of um, Jesus and um this was not turning out like they thought it would and I often parallel us in our late 18 or late 800s in our prayer time that um you know we would have wished that maybe revival awakening would have happened a lot earlier than it has and that does not mean that god's not at work god's at work here but it's not turning out like they planned even like they had been thinking, and even programmed through their years of of Hebrew scripture taught, uh, being taught. So verse 15, and it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned, so they were still moving forward, they were still going somewhere, but we could say they didn't have good news. Um, Jesus himself, I love that, Jesus himself. The text does not say just Jesus drew near, but Jesus himself, drew near and went with them so jesus obviously knowing what they're thinking and jesus really being the main character of the entire drama of the death burial and resurrection the one that they hoped would have been the hero and who actually is the hero he himself the main character of the plot he, Jesus himself, it's almost like this is uh, the whole spotlight now, turns to Jesus. Jesus himself drew near and went with them. Um, obviously, they needed more training. Obviously, they needed the tutelage of the master. Before they reached Emmaus, they needed to know more about him. Before they could represent him. They needed to know more about him. And I'm wondering if maybe that's why revival tarries in a school of prayer. Could it be that God knows we're not ready yet? We need more of Christ. We need more view of Christ. We need more presence of Christ. Um, Jesus himself drew near. Jesus, would you draw near to our prayer meeting? Uh, But their eyes were holden that they should not know him Hmm. that they should not know him jesus now we could do a lot with this was jesus blinding them uh was it preconceived notions ideas that they were keeping them from knowing him um I think both are probably true, but I often think of the way we look at things today. Are there things that keep us from seeing Jesus, even tomorrow in our church services? Are there things that keep us from seeing Jesus? Are there ideas, or maybe man-centric uh, philosophies, or or expectations that keep us from seeing Jesus? Hmm. I was able to speak with. Um, a couple groups here recently over Zoom, and, and some, in both occasions, the conversation turned to uh, how could it be that we we are we could be hindering the Holy Spirit in our lives by the things that we assume. Maybe even things that are good. Maybe things that we've been taught in a Bible school or something. But but they maybe even I, I just told people there for a long time in my life I was afraid of the Holy Spirit because of the way I had been taught. I'd been taught lots about God the Father and God the Son, but God the Holy Spirit, no, that's for the charismatics. And uh, I had been—I had missed a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And I'm wondering, even in this case, are there preconceived notions that were keeping them from seeing Jesus for who he was? Surely this Messiah was not, we could see the glory of the Messiah, but the suffering Messiah, really? The Messiah was gonna, they, they just did not expect this. So uh, verse 17, and he said unto them, what manner of communications are these that ye have one to another as ye walk and are sad? So <laughs> Jesus is not sad here. Jesus isn't worried. He has it all in front of him. He has it. It's all planned. It's, he's the sovereign master. So this is really stark contrast to their disposition. Verse 18, and the one of them whose name was Cleopas answering said unto him, art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem and hast not known the things which are come to pass in these days? Huh. So uh, Jesus was the talk of Jerusalem, evidently. I mean, where have you been stranger? Don't you know that everybody's talking about this Jesus? I can't think of a better description of revival and awakening than everybody talking about Jesus. We can pray for this. We can pray that this weekend, some things would happen that the entire church family would have to be talking about Jesus or the neighborhood. Um, Jesus showing up, Jesus revealing himself to New York City in 1857 started everybody talking about Jesus. Um, hmm. And he said in November 19, what things? And they said unto him concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet mighty indeed and word before God and all the people, how that the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and have crucified him. So they're going through the story. But we trusted that it had been he which would have redeemed Israel. And beside all this, today is the third day. They they expected something. Today is the third day which um, since these things were done yea and certain women also of our company made us astonished and were early at the sepulchre and when they had found not his body, they came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels, and said that he was alive so this is actually the centre of the narrative but um so but there was no obviously no proof they didn't they hadn't seen proof for the resurrection yet verse twenty four and certain of them which were with with us. Um, went to the sepulcher and found it even so as the women had said but they but him they saw not Hmm. so verse 25 and we'll wind things down here and pray then he said unto them oh fools now he's not calling them a bad name here this is an old testament way of referring to someone who really hasn't let the scriptures Infect their lives. They haven't haven't aligned themselves with the Old Testament scriptures. This is uh, an Old Testament reference, really. Basically, you are without understanding. You haven't let the scriptures invade your heart um, and really affect your thinking and really your behavior. But uh, oh, fools and slow of heart to believe! All the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things? And to enter into his glory. And beginning at Moses, so he's taking them back to those scriptures that he's saying, these things haven't gripped you. Let me let me let me set this before you. And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. So the key to their understanding was their understanding of the scriptures. Their key of seeing Jesus was their was the scripture. I wonder. Well, we'll come back to this. Um, And they drew, I I mean, today, as David and Anna are married and the scripture is given, we can pray that the scripture will be carried by the Holy Spirit into hearts and will bring light. We can pray for this. God uses his word in that capacity. And this is what Jesus was doing. Verse 28, "And, and they drew nigh unto the village, whither they went. And he made as though he would have gone further. <laughs> we could spend a lot, and maybe in our prayer time somebody can pray regarding this. This is really interesting to me how the how the Lord wanted an invitation. Uh, verse twenty nine and they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening and the day is far spent, and he went in to tarry with them, and it came to pass as he set at meat with them, he took bread and blessed it and break, and gave to them. And I'm wondering at this time, maybe as he was breaking bread, did, did they see the nail prints in his hands? Did all these things start coming together for them? Even at this point, Jesus was acting at the host as a host in someone else's home, authority, um, and their eyes were opened. This is a, a, an idea of not only the awakening, but that their eyes were probably like saucers. Okay, wait. Wait, this is him, okay? Their eyes were opened and they knew him. I mean, that's beautiful. That's what we're praying for. We're praying that someone in your church, under the preaching of the word of God, having heard maybe the word of God or you're presenting them salvation through the scripture, will be sitting there or they'll be sitting in their home and all of a sudden their eyes are big as saucers I don't know if that's a phrase that translates into other cultures, but uh, this is Jesus. This is the one I'm looking for. We can be praying for that kind of awakening. Um, and he vanished out of their sight. And they said to one another, they were stunned, and they started talking to one another, did not our heart burn within us? So in other words, they have sen- sensed the working of the Lord earlier. Ah, ah! I mean, this is so sweet to know that even before we pray for somebody, God's working in their heart, and let's be praying that God connects the dots while He talked with us by the way and while He opened us to us the scriptures so so they're basically saying we saw him in the we see him now we see Him in the scripture, and now we have even seen Him walking with us, but they needed to see Jesus in the scripture first. And Jesus replaced their preconceived ideas and preconceived knowledge with himself. (laughs) Oh, that people would see Jesus first. And they rose up in the same hour and returned to Jerusalem and found the 11 gathered together and then that were with them. Okay, we're gonna stop there. But um, what an incredible revelation this is. These men went from being discouraged pilgrims to enthusiastic witnesses. you see this in the rest of the text. So their heartburn was heaven sent. And then they went to be vibrant witnesses for the Lord. And we can pray for that.